Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. <laughs> and I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. It always makes me dance. <laughs> I'm so happy that we um we get we get to do this. Yeah. You know, we get to talk to these amazing people. We get to do this. Yes. And I, you know, a lot of people like they, they wake up and they go, oh, I, I have to drop the kids off at school or I have to go to work or, and, and you know, um, even for me sometimes I was like, oh, I got to have to drive up to LA right now. Oh, <laughs> like, and it's just like, but if you just switch out that word have and, and I have to, and you just uh, replace it with get to, my whole attitude changes. Mm-hmm. Like completely, like I get to do what I get to do, and in everything. <laughs> yes, right. I'm just coming. You off. get to take the trash out. I get <laughs> right. I know exactly. No, but, but find all. Thank the, you for doing that, by the way. You're welcome. But find all the good in that. I get to take the trash out. I, I get to grab all of this, this things that I don't need anymore. But I get to walk. I get my steps in. I get to take it to a place and someone else takes care of it for me from there. Yep. All these little find the good blessings in that. I'm just so blown away. And by the way, I am still on a I was just going to say, you're, you're, yeah, you're <laughs> right. just coming off of 14 day fast. So right. You're still still a little It's just, it's so. Spacey. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's spacey or if it's clear. Or if and, it's connected. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. connected. And maybe some people may look at me thinking that I'm spacey, but they're so disconnected. Whatever it is, it's adorable and it's working for you. <laughs> oh, babe. All right. I'm ta- okay, not in front of our guests. I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm taking you <laughs> Hi, out. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're, we're, all, we're wearing clothes this morning because we have a guest. <laughs> Sometimes we come straight down from our bedroom. Like, Jammies. Yeah. We actually have clothes on. Mike, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really excited. We have Mike Patty here from thepeer.org. And he is the owner and operator of The Peer Magazine. And you can find them at thepeer.org. Prior to joining The Peer in 2008, Mike ran a surf, skate, music clothing line called Sense Boardwear. I, I remember. totally remember. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember. Through Sense Boardwear, he released six reggae rock compilation albums between 2002 and 2010 that featured new and unreleased music. Today, he continues to run The Peer as they're getting ready to launch a brand new website, mobile platform, and storefront. Exciting. Totally. Yeah, very totally. exciting. And you know, fun fact too is um, I actually kind of got into this whole reggae rock thing through Pepper, my old clothing line, Sense Boardwear. Um, yeah, I, I'd met a guy in Carlsbad who would sell, uh, he had a Hawaiian shop, a Hawaiian store in Carlsbad. Wait a minute. Are you talking about Uncle Joe? Uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Uncle Joe took us in when we first got, he got us our first gig <laughs> at Hapa, no, Hana's. Hana. Hana, Hana Sushi. Hana Sushi. Oh, that's great. Back in the day, I'm not... I've, and he would play with you guys too, like percussions or something did, uh, uh, like I don't, from time to time? Maybe. We were all socky blacked. You know, we were just <laughs> right. blacked out on socky the whole time. Those days were like the heavy drinking days, right? So um, I remember that we played at a sushi restaurant. Mel, you're going to love this. Uh, a sushi restaurant that did not pay us, oh. but they did give us, for the first time we played there, all we could drink and all we could eat. 
And we were when oh, we that's mo- worth it. Well, when we moved here, we were starving. It was like, yes, we will <laughs> they play were for skinny <laughs> yeah, and we, starving. We will play for food and beer. Yes. So <laughs> okay, so we did it, and they did so good. They they we brought so many of our Hawaiian friends in, and all of their booze, and I'm talking the vodkas, the gin, the wine, the sherry, <laughs> the beer. The sherry. Yeah. It, it was all, they sold out completely. They right. didn't have one drop of alcohol. They're like, we Holy have some God. grenadine. How about some vermouth? That's uh, no, <laughs> yeah, the vermouth was gone too. They, oh yeah, we so our friends drank them completely out. However, they totaled the band's tally of food and drinks. It was just th- the three of us, and we, no, it was the four of us because Muff was there, and we did such a damaging job to their business by what the band just drank and ate that they uh, they didn't allow us to have that deal anymore. <laughs> so what did they do the next time? I think they paid us 100 bucks. I think it was like four hours for 100 bucks. And no sushi for you. No. That, no. Used, <laughs> yeah, that used to be the going, the going rate. Um, we would, you know, as long as the, the band could do enough gigs that would pay for rent, uh, we, we were winning. That was it. Food. And sometimes throw you some food. Yeah. Or maybe. that's when you guys would get girls, girlfriends. Yes. And yes. then that's you, where the girls they came in. would bring food over to yes. you. Yes. That was, that's when the girls came in real handy. <laughs> yes. It's like, uh, yeah, we're going to go back to the apartment. Uh, can I bring anything? How about a pizza? Dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring a pizza. It's like, perfect. Okay. Yeah. So th- thank you, girls. But um, no. So that, that was, uh, so you knew Joe. Joe introduced uh, us to... Now, let me get this. His name was Len? Lane. Lane. Thank you. Gosh. Excellent. No. <laughs> and his name was Lane. Okay, so yeah. go back to you and Joe. Well, yeah. Um, so I had started a clothing line. I was in high school. I was uh-huh. 17 at the time. And uh, we had an ROP printing and graphics class where you could, you know, create your own T-shirts. So awesome. While everyone else is making their own Volcom and Hurley shirts. Right. Um, I came up with the name Sense Boardware. started putting it on shirts. And Makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, when you have your own brand, you, of course, you want to go walk around and wear your own shirt of all course, proud right. at 17. This is like maybe the year 2000, 2001. And uh, I went into that surf shop that Joe owned. It was a, a Hawaiian, you know, surf shop in downtown Carlsbad. And uh, he had a pepper given it out there. I CD. love it. Our glorified demo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had that there. And he had a whole bunch of other bands from Hawaii. There was uh, Big Every Time, BET. Oh, yeah. BET's massive. Yeah. Ocean. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, God, Natural Natty Vibes. That's where I heard Natty Vibes as well. One of my favorites. And he said, he's like, you know, if you want to get your clothing line out there, you got to get bands to wear your shirts. And he's like, what kind of music do you like? I was like, I love Sublime. And he handed me a Pepper CD. He's oh, like, listen to these guys. I love this. So I, I became that annoying teenager that the second I got your guys's contact information <laughs> I'm hitting you up for you know where my clothes I got the shirts and you know oh, we needed that by the way we were we were shirtless <laughs> right. so the girls would bring them pizzas and you were clothing them. yeah yeah That's I'd bring awesome. them t-shirts yeah you see this and, is living the dream and we yeah. uh since boardware you know I put that in quotations at the time we quote-unquote sponsored the release party for Kona Town and I, I drew up the flyer, and I'll send you a photo. I still have the flyer. If you I want can't to post believe it this. I'm so blown away right now. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the roots run deep with us. Yeah, and well, it gets <laughs> it. It really does. Um, you know, so it's like after after all of that, I figured. Well, I'm discovering a lot more of these reggae rock bands. Um, you know, through you guys, I saw you were doing a show in 2002 at the Galaxy Theater. It was March 30th, 
and you guys were opening up for Chapter 11. Oh, yeah. Daddy <laughs> so, Scotty. I completely remember And this. that's oh, where I met too. those guys. Is I saw you guys were looking for sponsors. That's where I met Sally Nobbs, your guys' old manager. Oh, yeah. And uh, she put me on there. I got booth space, ad space, logo space on all the flyers. And then from there is where I met, you know, Dave Forrell, who I work with today from uh, he's uh, basing it now for Dirty oh, Heads. Dave, Dave's a he's a player in the game. <laughs> he is a monster. Yeah. yeah. And his new remix is amazing, by the way. Oh, do you like that? Yeah. He did. It, oh, I don't think you've heard it. Mel. No. He did a remix of A Good Thing Going with me and Miles from Slightly Stupid. Oh, and you told me about this. Yeah. It's Ooh, it's fantastic. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Maybe uh, I don't know. We'll think about it. But if you listen to the end of the podcast, there might be a little snippet of that version. You have yeah. to listen to the end. You have to listen all the way to the end. Okay. Can, yeah. can I say who else is on it? Yes, yeah. please. Charlie Tuna. Oh yeah. Charlie Tuna. Charlie. Well, I mean, Charlie. That's, Tuna of Jurassic Five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And and he's he's basically royalty to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's totally. Yeah. Exactly. He's 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 just he's one of the most original. Hmm. Uh, musicians that I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, when we approached him to get on the track, he he was all over it, and yeah, we loved what he did with it. So. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Now, um, sideways back to the chapter eleven, the galaxy. You yeah. saw us for the first time. That's where I saw you guys live for the first time. Um, you know, it's where I I met Dave, and that's kind of where that community started to really build. Wait a minute, was Dave in chapter eleven? Yeah, he was. Oh. Dave was a bass player in chapter eleven wow. at that time. So I, got I met it. him that night. Oh, incredible. So again, without discovering Pepper, I don't know that I would have gone to that show that night. I don't know that I would have met Chapter 11 or discovered them. I it, had no idea who Chapter 11 was. Isn't it was so then. cool how the universe has these kind of totally. these, so, these things? It's a big reason why we're sitting here today. Oh, it's like it's, it's, like, it's like the reason. Yeah. So we, we could thank Uncle Joe. If I <laughs> yeah. Uncle hey, Joe thank you. Hey, thank Thanks you, Brother Joe. Woo. <laughs> Is he still around? Do you know? I haven't seen that guy in like 10 years, okay. maybe yeah. 15. It's been yeah. a while. I remember that yeah. Galaxy show. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was wait. So much fun. I don't think you were there at the chapter eleven well, one. Two thousand two. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you were, huh? Yep. Okay. That's when I had to wear my sunglasses at night because someone hid my glasses. That's a whole another podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a whole another. <laughs> he podcast. didn't want me to leave, right, so he right. hid my glasses. <laughs> I couldn't drive. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit <laughs> stalkerish, but it worked. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, so Uncle Joe gives you, and then uh, let's see. So then. With sense, when did that start to move away from uh, what you wanted to do? Um, with a clothing line, you have all this physical merchandise and you have to keep coming up with new designs. And, you know, at the time, back in 2000, 2001, two, there, it, clothing lines weren't as common as they are now. Like, right. Not everybody had a clothing line, was hustling stuff, uh, you know. So it was, I, I guess it was, I was operating more as a record label with a clothing line. Interesting. Mm. You know, so yeah. it was like taking that advice from Joe of, hey, you know, get bands that you like to wear your stuff on stage. It became to me, you know, once I discovered Pepper, it was like, well, who else plays this kind of music? Right. And it from there, it was just going to record stores. It was going, you know, just there was no Internet. There was no YouTube or Spotify. Which or, is funny because when you found what, you know, us at that time, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of that music was pretty much dead in a sense there, where, there was no scene there's no scene there was no all. better no better yet there is no community yes you man. had a handful of bands that were doing regional dates but it wasn't this camaraderie community that it is now uh-huh of, 
you know, I mean, to be able to do a, a full U.S. tour back then, I think there was, who was doing, like, Stupid was the only one able to. Well, I'll be able to say this. Pepper and Stupid were doing nationals together in vans yeah. for years. Oh, wow. I mean, from, like, 02 to 05, pounding the right. pavement. And we're doing, like, 250, 270 shows a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just going out there and pounding it and pounding it over and over and over again. But the cool thing was, is you're absolutely right. There wasn't anyone really carrying the flag mm-hmm. after uh, after Brad died. You know, and then all of a sudden the music world, as it does, the music really, it's, it, it changes. Totally. Yeah. And the scenes become different. And then kids are going to listen to something new and something new and something new. So mm-hmm. we were really carrying the flag um, for this uh, for quite a while before it was, like you said, now, now as a community, before that community actually arrived. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fantastic, though. You know, that's where we cut our teeth. And that's, that's the unity of of those two bands and then of course expendables and mm-hmm. chapter 11 and one drop and bargain music bargain, yeah. right exactly <laughs> bargain music. yep and so it's like one of those things where like a handful of bands started to expand 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 but all i do know is that you know continuing to play this music was able to spur the youth mm-hmm. and so now we have this giant community like you just said which is like revolution and iration and i mean you look at cali roots festival you look at everything and this genre is strong yeah and this is where the pure is so necessary because <laughs> okay. be, because you're explaining to people like hey the, check this out this is the history mm-hmm. and you know this is something you might want to pay attention to right yeah and, and you know with the music you know once you love the music and you listen to it to death the only thing that's left are the perspectives that you know the bands give on you know how they wrote the song or you know just the stories around uh the albums yes and so it's like with the peer we just try to add new perspective to give you i don't know to allow you to listen with new ears of perspective so to speak awesome um so that's our way of kind of celebrating the history everything from the cover art to you know what went into that song or this special album um we, we just love hearing the stories from the bands and sharing that information with everyone else that seems to appreciate it just as much. I love it. Okay, so when was the definite choice for you to like, okay, now that I'm kind of into the music scene uh, from Sense, yeah. now that I'm kind of in the music scene, I want to go and do something like <clears throat> completely different. It Well, it started when we when we started doing the compilation CDs with Sense Boardware. Um, you know, we I had a studio, uh, a buddy who owned a studio out of Lake Elsinore. And so we had this thing where if you want to be on the compilation CD, um, you have to come to this studio and record and it has to be a new and unreleased song. And we put out six of those in, you know, between 2002 and 2010. And, you know, from there, it was just like my relationships with the bands were developing more. I'm seeing them in the studio. I'm getting all this info. And the guy that started the pier, his name is uh, Philip Lucas Smith. And I, him and I talk daily to this day. Uh, but back then, he would buy these compilation CDs. He lived in Australia, and he would buy these CDs, and you know, he eventually moved to the States, and I would be feeding him a lot of information on what different bands were working on. Um, you know, hey, Pepper's in the studio. They have this new song called Ashes. Or, you know, and he would just write these little blogs up on, on the pier back then, which was more like, like an AOL homepage. Okay. You know, it was pretty much just set up to, to feed information. It had a forum. Howie from Ballyhoo helped build the forum back then. No way. Yeah. That, so, guy, that guy is just a utility knife. He's just involved. You know, he's <laughs> just always involved, always helpful, and such a cool guy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, he, you know, 
me and Dave, uh, you know, going back to chapter 11, Dave is a, an, an extremely talented graphic designer. And for my clothing line, he would design all of my, you know, all the logos for Sense Boardwear and then the cover art for all the compilations. Dave would design all that stuff. And he had background in web development. And him and I were talking. It's like, you know, the, the peer, you know, with what Phil's doing, he's done it every day for a year. He's had at least some form of an update. There's a lot of traffic in the forum. It would be cool to develop this more into a magazine versus uh, a personal blog and, right. and get other writers from other cities and states and photographers and really be able to document the scene, uh, you know, especially as a, a Pepper and Slightly Stupid hit another national tour. We have multiple people in, in different parts of the states that can provide coverage for that. And, and you're talking about a digital magazine yeah, format. Yes. Yeah, okay. all, all online, um, you know, and. So that was around 2008 after we saw him doing, uh, Phil doing it for about a year, me and Dave were like, you know, let's join on. I'll do the marketing. Uh, Dave will do the graphic design and web development and Phil would take care of the content. And uh, that was a original setup of the peer. And Phil ended up leaving in 2010 and Dave Foro left in 2012, uh, right before Cabin by the Sea uh, came out. Got it. Yeah. I mean, you get busy with yeah. that new album. Yeah. So it's. But, you know, we, we still talk every day, you know, whether it's Dave or, or Phil, you know, there's still that community there. Well, you guys started something really important. No. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a lot to, you know, just trying to trace back a lot of this information. It's hard to kind of <laughs> dial it in. No but. kidding. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but now that the popularity of this music is getting mm. more and more, and now there's more and more of these bands coming up. Now you have so much more to pay attention to, but totally. but then again, that's exciting, yeah. Because you know you're not writing about the same bands over and over and over. No, yeah. You, you know it's weird, and we talk about community and unity with this scene. What we've noticed over the years as it's evolved, a lot of these fans that were you know hanging on every word or article or release, they form bands themselves. No kidding. And so it's kind of cool to see them, you know sending emails, you know, asking questions about Pepper or New Revolution to send emails of, hey, I started a band with my friends. You know, we've been following the peers since 2010, you know, check out our music. And so it's really cool to see, you know, how inspiring that music is for fans to want to create their own band and, and start their own start their See, own path yeah, yeah. exactly and, and that's a, a really great point and since we're here let's let's dive into it the frequency of this music mm -hmm. and the message of this music um and it's i would say it's overline and underline right. of positivity and how it's growing only gives me like the utmost faith mm -hmm. and there's another thing i i haven't watched the news in <laughs> so long it's probably best you don't mm -hmm. i yeah. haven't watched the news in so long but i know there's some things going askew out there yeah <laughs> this music and this genre it really you know when i'm on stage and i'm feeling what the crowd's giving us and they're feeling what we're giving them mm -hmm. and then i watch it happen with every other band at the festival that we're on with right you know like uh all you know all these other bands it's really one of those things where i um i just stop and breathe and go yes this is where i want to be mm -hmm. this music it's the frequency of this music is incredible it's it lifts my heart and if we continue to expand and expand and have more people like you said that are reading your magazine and getting inspired to start music mm -hmm. bands and music that are portraying this message out to me that gives me the biggest amount of hope for mm. everything being in balance totally. and, uh, and i i just absolutely love it and one of my favorite things about you and what you're doing 
is you're offering more people that uh, experience to say, hey, read about this. And then these people will look and read and go, hey, you know what? I kind of want to do that too. Right. I want that. I yeah. want that in my life. I'm going to start. You know, and it doesn't matter what level. I, I just told you guys we play, we started on in a sushi restaurant. You know, <laughs> yeah. even before that it was house parties. Mm-hmm. But we played for, you know, we played for sushi and beer. So it doesn't matter where you start. Just go. Totally. Uh, and that's totally. that part of that momentum. Like if you just, I always tell Melanie this, and, and I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I'm showing my age now because I keep telling the same thing over mm-hmm. and over, <laughs> like my grandmother used to do, but. Um, you know, I, I thought about this. It's one, okay, just imagine like uh, the World Cup final, which yeah. is coming up, by the way, World Cup. It all starts with one tap from one player mm-hmm. to the other. Totally. The game only starts with one, the smallest pass. Right. The game starts with the smallest nudge. Mm. And then you just have this emotional roller coaster and, <laughs> and you see like this you know this giant thing happen which keeps millions and millions of people on the edge of their seats so so it's I mean, a, I, that's i mean that basically describes pepper starting out with slightly stupid you know the oh it started just with this this national tour this warp tour and now you're now yeah. it's just it's and, and being now, on the road has opened it up to where you know you create you Pepper and Stupid, in my opinion, helped create that demand that a lot of these bands are able to celebrate today without having to put in half the work that you guys did early on when there wasn't a community for this genre. I mean, you really have to work harder to get into the ears of other people that are listening to something else that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at, back then it was more of that vacuum that was sublime of it was tricky to play that kind of music or any kind of reggae rock music because at the time you were considered copycat of sublime Uh even slightly Mm -hmm. stupid i mean there was tribute albums back then that would be a no-brainer for slightly stupid to be on but they didn't want to be affiliated with being another sublime band well we had we had to play it safe because totally because it was one of those things where it's like first of all that band is so incredible right second of all we're trying to do our own thing Mm -hmm. and of course it was understandable for fans to be like Oh yeah, you're just trying, you're sublime knockoffs, whatever. It's because there was no one else, like really going for it. Because when we did our first national tour, we were the only, <laughs> we were the only dub rock band totally on on that whole warp tour. There was like it was the it was the times of like newfound glory, which I love by the way. Um, some forty one, and like it was like this like a whole nother American rejects, like all that music was coming into play. Yeah. So what we were doing was uncool. <laughs> we were uncool. We it, were, it just hadn't caught on yet. People well, didn't, you yeah. know, they, it it wasn't a genre that people were expecting to hear yet. Yeah. And, and that was what was so exciting, um, you know, because I'd seen you guys in at the Warp Tour in San Diego, and me and my cousin drove out to see you guys at the Warp Tour in Vegas. And so, like, Southern California and Vegas are two totally different music communities. Yes. And so we were really excited to see how people would respond to the music, you know, hearing Stone Love, you know, live. And right. There and from what I recall, there wasn't a lot of people there for Pepper at that time. You guys were oh, brand new. It was yeah. I think maybe your second Warp tour, but the people that happened to walk by when they heard that music, they would stop and they would just they would stop and absorb, you know. And it, I, I want to say stop and stare. They would stop and absorb. You could tell when somebody. Oh, they just, stare too, Mike. Let's let's yeah, let's be real. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, oh my god, who are these shirtless Hawaiian guys? <laughs> <laughs> but barely hitting the guitar strings. But it's the music, you know, and it's it's a dead of summer. It's hotter than hell, 
And you guys are playing that feel good. I mean, come on, you guys are opening up with Stone Love back then, and everybody would just stop and stop what they were doing and just kind of watch. Like I wasn't expecting this, but I'm glad it's happening. Oh. And when I saw that, that was my first kind of inkling that this is something that's going to start to catch on. And you know, that's when I just started diving in to find all these other bands. I was at Tower Records in Long Beach, searching through their locals only section. And I bought a CD just because the guys looked like me, you know, like wearing the same kind of surf style on the front of the cover. And it turned out to be HB Surround Sound. Oh, my God. And that's how I discovered H, uh, Dirty Heads from there. Right. So it was like, you know, the trying to find the music back then was all part of the fun. Wow. You know, so it's it's a little different now where it's all digital. It's all right in front of you. You can pull up Spotify and hit Pepper and they'll tell yep. you who else to listen to yep. that if you like Pepper. I, I would have killed for something like that back then. But at the same time, that search, that, you know, trying to find these bands, that discovering and, you know, discovering the the Chapter 11s, the Brethren Daddies, and, you know, all, all those other bands that kind of rocked the scene back then along with Pepper, it was it was great. And putting out those compilation CDs were fun. And, you know, it's you, you start to feel that there's more passion for the music than there is any kind of clothing or anything like that. You just want people to hear it. Mm -hmm. I was that annoying 17-year-old. If you were in my car... Within two minutes, I was like, listen to this, listen mm -hmm. to this, listen to this, you know. Oh, do you like that one? Oh, here, here, listen to this one. Oh. So now it's just, now it's all online. That I was, don't bug my friends in person anymore. That was me when Pup, uh, Punk and Drublick and uh, <laughs> Generator from Bad Religion. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, music used to be like a treasure hunt. Like yeah. you were saying, you would go to the record store mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't until later on in the whole CD mm -hmm. industry that you could actually listen to something before you bought it. Right. Like you said, you're just looking at, hmm, this one, I kind of resonate with the cover of this one totally. for some reason. Sometimes you might find a dud. Sometimes you might find a gem. <laughs> yeah. But it was so different. And that's what was great about Music Trader. If you found a dud, I'd just go trade it in and you know, look for new CDs at Music Trader. And I would do that maybe every couple months. I would have a stack of like 10 CDs. I would go in to swap out swap oh. out for new music and just try to discover new music. And when MP3s, when you were able to burn a CD onto your computer, yep. oh, that was, I mean, that, that was, was incredible. I'd go to that? Music Trader and just unload all this music on my computer and take it right back. Wow. Which probably <laughs> really hurt the record stores. So, well, but, no, ma <laughs> you know. no, no matter what. We've no all been guilty of something like that with oh, the record industry. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, it, it, what it is, it's your inner pirate, mm. you know? <laughs> right. But here's another thing, too, is um, how funny, you know, it, the, the unfolding it is. And it's because major record labels have been, you know, fucking us for so long right. in a sense of like, I remember I paid twenty four ninety nine at JR's Music in Kona for U2's Octune Baby. On CD? On CD. Oh, Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> I paid, yeah. And so, like, I just re I remember that going, whoa. But, however, in another sense, I did, you know, listen to the hell out of that album because yeah, it cost me worth. so much. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, I was, no, this is the last album. But, but you guys buy probably paid year. a premium on, on the <laughs> islands. Yeah. Cause uh, the, the important over there was it a little bit more expensive. It's, it's, yeah. it's really expensive. It t totally blows me away. Why, why we didn't like start like growing um, and growing our own vegetables long ago and oh, quit yeah. drinking milk. I, if, if we would have just stopped drinking milk, we could have probably saved like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm not joking. But um, actually, uh, okay. So uh, Ramy, who um mm -hmm. is Melanie's brother and also uh one of my best friends in the world, and we started Sabotage Sound System. But he had Melanie go look for Robin in the Hood because mm -hmm. she was living in San, San Francisco. Francisco. Oh. What year was that? Yeah. 
this was, I think this was the year that Brad died. I think it was 96. Wow. wow. Yeah. Holy cow. And because I, I, I moved there three days after, three days before he died. Interesting. Yeah. Because I moved there on my birthday. Wow. In, in San Francisco. And that's where he passed. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Holy so cow. Ramey said that it might be at some store down in the Castro <laughs> district. And so I went down there and, and took a bus and then walked all the way down there and they did have it. He was so happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you couldn't find it. No, at that no, time. no. Oh, especially in Kona. There's yeah. just no way. Right. <laughs> the yeah. only thing and you had was, no was like. there was no look online for it, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. The only thing you had was like boys to men. Oh, yeah. And Mariah Carey. Maybe might have even like called stores or heard of stores and called them and then found out that it was going to be there or something like that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Good. Yeah, a little treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that made it fun. Yeah. But no matter where the music industry goes, it's still my favorite art form totally it really is well and that's what's great about reggae is it's so adaptable you know yes. whether it's you know the more rootsy island jawaiian reggae or what we're seeing now um is a revival of ska ska punk yeah right now there's a revival in that community much like there was in the reggae rock community 10 years ago like the interrupters one of my favorites right now oh yeah under i yeah. kevin and amy are fantastic and the brothers yeah. they're just fantastic and um, I was lucky enough to do a writing session with Kevin and Tim. Oh. Yeah. And uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. uh, musicians. And they're leading the way in that whole genre right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were at Back to the Beach and we got to interview, you know, Hepcat, 311, Mighty Mighty Boss Stones. Every band that we talked to, we asked kind of who's leading the charge for this, you know, ska punk. Every one of them is talking interrupters. Oh, yeah. And but, you know, you hear a lot of that reggae influence, obviously, in the, in the ska and the punk. And it's just showing you how adaptable reggae is to where... You know, fans get tired of more of the rootsier, you know, slower music that they can turn right around to that ska punk and get more of that skanking going on and kick Absolutely. up the feet. So that I think that's what the tribute to reggae is, is how adaptable the, the sound is, whether it's R&B, whether it's hip hop, punk rock. It could be incorporated into everything and it'll go through its waves like it is now. I think uh, where ska punk is that swell right now is mm -hmm. building. So. Yeah, it's it's really it's really nice to pay attention to where music goes, especially in this genre, because ska ska is the um, it's the predecessor yeah. to roots, mm -hmm. you know. And my favorite things to do is like listen to um, One Love Bob yeah. ska version, <laughs> right. and then and then listen to his his you know his roots version, and it's yeah. like wow, same song. They both are it. And that's the testament to a great song. You mix you mash it up in any kind of setting and right. it's still great well that's what fat mike's doing right now with mad caddies oh i that I, punk rock oh. steady yeah and now uh he he posted something actually um and it was I what song what song were they doing oh it's a green day song she yes yeah they covered she but that it's uh i think it's 12 songs and they just pretty much redo all these famous punk songs in a ska reggae version you know it's with mad caddies Amy Interrupters and uh, Josh from The Skints is featured on it. Oh, great band, too, The Skints. Well, and they're both featured on the same song together. So you have Amy Interrupter and Josh from The Skints covering Op Ivy with Mad Caddy's backing oh, them. It's just like... How fun. Yeah. And this is... Uh, are they doing Warning? <laughs> no. What are they doing? Oh, you know, I, I don't have the track list in front of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, but yeah, they're, it's 12 different songs. They got Propaganda on there, Green Day, um, yeah, Op Ivy. I'm trying to think of who else off the top of my head, but... It's just pretty much a, a mix of some of Fat Mike's favorite punk rock songs done in a ska rock steady fashion. And it's just a tribute to the genre again. Like, 
And no one better, in my opinion, <laughs> to do it than the Mad Caddies. Right. Because they're, they're totally. yeah, their musical reach and what they can do and what mm-hmm. they bring to a show is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite bands. I absolutely love them. So let's circle back to the Pier magazine and your online website, which I know you're you're coming up with a new website soon. I just love how the genre is so, like you said earlier, it's unified. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it feels like. All of the bands, when you go on tour, it's like going on camp, you know, going away to camp with your friends. <laughs> totally. And I go out and visit, and the boys are just, they're, they're the boys and the girls so that, that play, the men and the women. Everyone is so, um, so connected, and it's like a big family. So I love that you have this website that kind of incorporates this whole family vibe, because as a consumer, I can go on here, and there's a show locator. I'm not sure if, are you going to have this on the, yes. the new website too? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So as a consumer, you can go on there, and there's a little pull-down list, and you can look at all of these artists that you love mm-hmm. and find what shows they have coming up. You can buy tickets for their shows. It's super easy, accessible, and if you don't see something from a band that you're looking for, for the date or the area that you want, you can look for your other favorite bands, because it's totally. right there they're on there so I think that's a huge part of um, creating this unity I think it's great consumers yeah. love seeing well you can look up pepper you can look up 311 you can look up um, Hyrie or whatever it is at the, on the same place totally yeah and you know we actually pull we pull from bandsintown.com so mm-hmm. everything as long as bands update their bands in town account mm-hmm. um, if you pull up pepper you know those dates will ref- reflect uh, from their database accurately Awesome. Um, for the new site, and this has probably been the biggest request we've gotten for years, and this is one, one of the things that's taken the longest for the show locator, we want to have it, instead of just having a drop down where you're you know, selecting bands, we want you to be able to search by zip code. And so mm. from the bands that we have selected, it would pull up and say, hey, you know, this band is playing within 20 miles of this zip code or 50 miles. Um, so that's something that we're trying to work out with bands in town right now. There's a little bit of, you know, we're kind of limited with uh, the web stuff that they give us, so to speak. But mm-hmm. that is one of the things that we're that we're looking to improve with the new site is just the functionality of the show locator and that's just kind of enhancing feature. it. Yeah. yeah, as a touring as a touring musician, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, I I really appreciate that. That's it, that's it's the easier that we can make it because let's face it, you get bombarded by everything nowadays. Yeah. If you have a phone, you you have so much information. <laughs> flying at you at every moment Mm -hmm. so the easier that we can make this happen is like oh oh my gosh this was totally on my i'm not doing anything that night Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay let's let's book it you have one place to go to that you can see there's new albums coming out like you said you can find out all like the inside information and how the what the inspiration was whatever it is that you have on your interviews and i don't not that i go searching for other genres but i I don't know if there's anything like that for other genres you know this the genre is so unified totally Maybe there is for country, but you know I don't what? follow that's a, that. That's a really great point. I don't yeah. know that either, Mel. I don't. You know. haven't heard of anything. I, I haven't I heard of anything. Is there yeah. a pop site like that? You know, I don't know. I don't right. go searching, but I think that's just beautiful that you've incorporated the unification of all these bands and and all the fans that probably love the other bands as well. And you've created one stop shop that they can go and yeah, check Mike, them you're, you're actually show cl- yeah. you're showcasing the unity that's already naturally happening with all of these other bands. It just oh, it makes you. sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It absolutely makes thank sense. You. Yeah. yeah, and what you know, aside from the show locator, um, there's also the artist blog. So, you know, if you're a fan of Sublime and you come to our site and you don't really care to read about anything else other than Sublime uh-huh. updates. 
You can mm -hmm. click on the, the Sublime link on the artist blog on the homepage, and that's just a filter for every update that we've ever done on Sublime. You can kind of just tail through <clears throat> tail through that and oh i love that so you know so same any thing with, so any band yeah so right. you know if you want to uh same thing with uh slightly stupid for the new site we're actually creating because there's been so many updates a law records blog oh to where it's fantastic. just nothing but law records related updates which is kind of cool because you know we have updates on law record going back to when i believe you guys first signed iration yeah you know so it's kind of cool to go back and read the the history from the last several years, 10, almost 10 years. Wow. Um, you know, that we have on that site. So incredible. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fun. <laughs> it's, it's again, it's just like, um, like <clears throat> Melanie just, just pointed out it, to me, it just blows me away that I'm, I'm so fortunate enough to be in this, this genre Yeah, because there is such a, a different vibe and feel to it than any other one that I know. That was mm -hmm. such a great point, you know, and I love my rock. I love my hip hop. I totally. love my rap. And, I, I've never seen it like like mm -hmm. what we got. Yeah, you know. But then again, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't want to cause any disrespect to anyone else in a different genre. Maybe I just haven't been in that genre too. Totally. So um, it looks like I'm gonna have to put out a hip hop album. Yeah, see what happens. Yeah, I'm into hearing that. That actually <laughs> sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, one last question for me, Mike. Where do you see like? I call it state reggae. State reggae. That's a good, yeah. You know, I call it the, like the Instead states. Instead of Cali reggae. Yeah. Like it was but, well, 10 it, years it, ago. Well, mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, Ballyhoo. And, and totally. like there's so, and like Pacifier. And yeah. There were, you know, it, it covers all mm -hmm. uh, the in, entire um, United States. So state reggae. Where, where do you see um, this, this uh, movement of uh, American reggae going in the future? Um, I, I see it evolving. Um, I see a lot of heavy influence from the UK. Right. What, what they're doing with um, kind of we call it we're calling it that future sound reggae where a lot of, you know, there's a lot of electric influence. And in, yes, in it, you know what I mean? Yes. So we see a lot of that coming from the UK uh, and there's a lot of great artists coming from Jamaica that I think will only continue to influence what's happening, happening stateside. Yeah. Um, in terms of stateside where that's going, like I was saying before, I think there's also that move towards ska punk a lot of bands are starting to incorporate that more into their sound and um to change to balance the sound out a little bit it sounds like there's a movement there but i would say the uk there's definitely a big push going and um there's a lot of good artists coming out of jamaica as well awesome so um what that, that was really interesting and i'm gonna further dive into that you mentioned a electronic yeah kind of reggae totally and then so right there that that kind of like uh gets my mind going into like what major laser does with their jamaican stars right and what the naughty dawn does and then also mm -hmm. you said like a ska and and you know a ska vibe so that to me takes it away from like the electric sound and goes into more of a a a, a band yeah like yeah, totally. like the interrupters yeah like you the know interrupters. like when you watch them you know it's drums bass guitar vocal mm -hmm. so are, are would, would that be an accurate kind of sum up what yeah. i yeah I, you know and, and anytime that i've noticed where ska's gotten big you've also noticed um you'll notice dance hall takes off yeah around the same oh, time yeah. so i think there's just going to be a lot more ska dance hall I think people want to get back and dance. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's nothing against uh, that islandy reggae, but I think people are ready to start moving more, and um, I think that's what they're gravitating towards in their speakers. I'm a big fan of movement and relaxing. Yeah, and relaxing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. I'm, I'm a big fan of all of that. Yeah. Um, Mike, 
thank you so much for everything that you do and uh, the relationship that we have. Thank you for taking me through that. And you know, the older I get, the the more intrigued I am with life. Yeah, <laughs> because because it starts unfolding even more than you paid attention to. And just to actually have that moment of reflection, you know, to, to be able to speak uh, about things like this. Totally. And, and, and it's like, it really, for me, it really jumps the gratitude level way up. Yeah. You know? Well, and I, I, well I appreciate it. And, you know, before we go, I do have a surprise for you. Oh, what do you got? This, was, this is completely, you know, I, I didn't prepare you for this. Okay. All right. So... I, this is my third time here. Yes, at, at your home, you got a beautiful home, by the way. Like I said, the second I walk Thank in here, you. it's just it's creative juices start flowing. <laughs> I feel like I'm in an art studio slash home. We call it the Wasman Creative Lab. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So this is my third time here. Last time I was here, um, I got to meet the Naughty Don. Yeah. Which phenomenal that guy. Yeah. So you know we're we're here and. You know, as I was leaving, well, when I showed up, I, I realized I was the only one wearing sandals. Right. Okay. And so it's like, all right, everyone's going upstairs. Everyone's barefoot but me. Let me kick off my sandals and join the crowd. Right. So I do that. And as I'm leaving, you know, I I was the last one to kick my sandals off. So I just assumed whichever ones were sticking out the furthest were mine. Oh, my gosh. You, you know where this we is going. We figured this out. Okay. okay. You know where this is going. Oh, my gosh. I so, love this. You send me an email about a week later asking if I left my slippers at your house. Yes. I did not register slippers as sandals. Oh. And so when I replied back, I was got like, it. no, but thanks for asking that. You know, I right. appreciate that. <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> this is really embarrassing. No, so I love I'm, it. I'm at Back to the Beach <laughs> Festival and I'm wearing my sandals, right. so to speak. And I'm actually talking to Brett. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, okay. Brett, he had a booth there and I'm talking with him and... <laughs> I was like, gosh, you know, these sandals feel weird, you know, and I'm looking down, I'm talking with Brett, and then it just kind of clicked. I'm not wearing my sandals. I'm wearing either Kaleos or somebody who left their sandals here. I walked out with someone else's sandals. <laughs> Mike, I, so, I'm so happy. Continue. This so, was a big yeah. mystery. Yeah. 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 So it was like, well, I don't want to send that an email. If I'm going to be up there, I might as well just, you know, maybe tell them in person. Mm -hmm. And I went ahead and I bought you a new pair of sandals since I walked out with your other pair. Oh, my I, gosh. Uh, <laughs> this is actually happening yeah. right now. Did you throw those away? No. So oh. no, no, no. Please, please throw my other sandals away that I left here because those were like three years old. I bought you a new pair of sandals. I want to say size twelve. I yeah. could be wrong. No, it's but they're oh reef, reef specials. <laughs> those are nice. Yeah. These. So I these felt are like the nicest slippers I have. <laughs> I have ever owned. And, and I've owned some nice slippers, bro. That is so thoughtful. Oh, yeah. come on. Are wow. you kidding me? So I know what you mean now when you say slippers. Oh. You're talking about <laughs> sandals. And yes, I did leave my sandals here last time. Well, first of all, let me <laughs> let me say let me say thank you. Because this is a beautiful and I, I graciously accept these. These are beautiful. You're not getting these back. These are amazing. <laughs> okay. But I, I also want to ask, where are your other slippers? Because I didn't throw those out. Wait, downstairs? Were they reefs? Yeah, they were reefs. And that's the thing. We had like the exact same pair of sandals. We wear the same size. Oh my god! I just rolled right out of them and, and wasn't thinking about it. You know, just you put on <laughs> sandals and you leave. Oh, this, and is, this is so fantastic. There's actually a big joke back home in Hawaii yeah. where everyone takes theirs off, but you leave with the nicest ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you always got to be careful of that guy who leaves the party first. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. he's yeah, out he's there big. scoping. He's like, he's scoping which slippers are like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
oh, I like those, and I know, I, and I know those are, uh, I know those are Chad's. So yeah, he's getting super, super drunk right now. I'm just gonna take them. <laughs> so, so this is uh, fantastic. Is and not only that, but it's a first for Rebel and Muse. I've never uh, accepted a gift except for. Oh, well, I'm honored to be yes. the first. That is awesome. Well, um, I just, I just didn't want you to think that I was some super fan with a foot fetish that walked out with your sandals. <laughs> oh, so I was like, here's a we brand new pair. We were so perplexed. We're like, whose are these? Did yeah. you text everyone? Yeah, there, there are no ones. See, but babe, yeah. wait, the mystery is unfolding still because he took the other ones, right? There were still a pair left. No, he took yours. Yeah, no, but there's still a pair left that wasn't mine. And I that found out. Those were his. Yeah, oh, those were mine because okay, I left them okay, here and okay. I rolled out he with yours. He walked out with yours. He left his. Oh, now the mystery is starting to come together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fasting. Yeah, fasting. So you fasting can throw brain. those away, throw them away. They're like uh, Actually, they're here's old. the funny thing. I I, uh, I put out the, the word um, and... The person who texted me back was the naughty Don, and he said that he left his slippers. <laughs> oh. And he came over and picked them up. So the naughty Don actually has your slippers now. Well, then, Full in that circle. case, I'm honored. Full circle. Yeah, the naughty Don. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait for people to find out about the naughty Don. He's coming. Dude's He's coming soon. Yeah, yeah. He's a le- all time. All right. Uh, Mike, again, thank you. Thank yes, you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Appreciate yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, to everyone out there, I'll talk to you next Monday. Aloha. Peace. <laughs>